Dad Crossing, a podcast about terraforming. Today we'll be chatting about Museum Day, we'll be chatting about island tours, and when exactly does Red show up on your island? Dad Crossing is proudly part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts, and with me today is Nick Back to Work Metzger. That's right, I am back to work in this COVID-19 pandemic world, but still playing AC ridiculous the amount of time. Yes, yes, I never left work, but you know, we're not going to talk about that. Also joining us is Sean, also a winner, Abbott. Yay, I actually won something for one of the first times in my entirety. And it, oh, that's really sad. Sorry, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> At least he was on Animal Crossing base, so it was worth it. Starting on a downer today. And I'm Dan, monthly mayhem champion of the world, Caparello. Thank you very much. Thank you very That's the first time you've much. mentioned it. We'll see how many times you mention it by the end of yeah. the podcast. We'll start at a tally. You know, you, you yeah. let me know how many times I've mentioned that I won Monthly Mayhem in May of 2020. That's number two. Anywho, how's everybody doing? Um, Nick, you're back to work. Sorry to hear that. Is it is it sorry or are you glad to be back? No, I mean I'm okay. I'm I'm happy to be back to work. It's good to uh, it's good to kind of get some normalcy back into into life and kind of get you know moving forward. It's nice to see a little bit of light here in Michigan. They started to open up the uh, northern part of our state, so it's good to kind of see some light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe hopefully, just to be optimistic. Yeah, that's good. And then Sean, what are you up to these days? Um. Still playing a lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> not, not working all right. Like the pandemic in the UK is still pretty restricted. So we are still to stay at home if we can stay at home and work. If not, then don't go to work if you can't work safely. The only addition that they've allowed is that two people from one household can now meet in a local park as long as they stay two meters apart. So my wife quite nicely did a surprise picnic for her best friend. Um, She traveled all the way across to where she lives, set up a little picnic in their local park, and then her best friend's husband sort of tricked her into taking the kids for a walk. And then it was like, there's my wife sat on a blanket with cheeses and crackers and stuff so they could have a bit of a pick because they hadn't seen each other for seven weeks prior to that so yeah she's really awesome she's a good egg seriously that's that's great that's really cool my yeah we haven't i mean you know my kids have been back in daycare for about a week because we knew that i was going to have to start going back into the office which is now happening tomorrow which is that's a thing it's a thing that has to happen uh, we saw my brother and his girls for the first time from a distance. Uh, they were in the car. They just drove by to came by to drop something off, and we hadn't seen them since I don't know March, February. So it's been it's been a thing. My son's birthday is in three weeks, and so we're kind of like figuring that out. Well, my daughter's was the twenty fourth of April. Yeah, how old? And she's eight. So it was like. It was difficult because usually like birthdays for us, we had a really big family thing. So we'd yeah. like, we'd have 
everybody in the house they'd come to the house the kids would play in the garden the adults would have a bit of food and and stuff like that it was literally just the household my parents came and stood at the end of the drive put a present down waves <laughs> said happy birthday and disappeared and everybody else sort of dropped in on facetime and stuff like that and well yeah it was difficult um yeah. we're the same we're now looking at my teenage daughter she's 14 in june so we're now looking at what might happen regards her birthday and because usually we do like we go to a theme park or something but it's not gonna happen this year yeah. no, it's hard did you guys get to see your moms at all? How did that work? How did Mother's Day go for you guys in this whole crazy? Oh no, my mom lives in Massachusetts, so I, I gave her a nice card and called her, but I didn't. I never get to see my mom. Oh okay. See, Mother's Day for us is earlier than you guys, so. Oh really? Yeah, it was right at the beginning of all the, the pandemic, so. Um, I think I worked, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so I got. The wife got some nice gifts, some cards, and I just, I got my, my wife actually took some flowers and chocolate down to my mum for me, so. We need nice. to have a culture cast at some point. <laughs> yeah. We can explain yeah. about all the differences between where we live. Um, my, so my, uh, my fam all lives like in the same county. So for us, it's, this is really crazy. I mean, we would have normally got together like six times by now. Like my mom, my grandmother, my aunt, like my in-laws um, throughout this craziness. So we, uh, my wife and I got in the van with the kids and we just like drove to everybody's houses and kind of did what you were talking about with, with what your parents did with the present on the, on the driveway. We just like put, pre- put Mother's Day presents on people's doorsteps and waved and kind of had a, like a conversation from outside the house and inside the house and then uh, back in the van into the, and we just drove around the county doing that. So uh, it was like, it was the most fun you could have in a sad experience, I guess might be the best yeah. way to say it. Yeah, well, guys, let's talk. Best, what? It's, it's all about making the best of a bad time. And <laughs> oh, it really is. My birthday was on April 19th and um, my wife did a great job. I mean, you know, I'm an introvert as it is, so I didn't like want to go see a whole bunch of people anyway. But um, I mean, she basically just let me play video games as much as I want, which is the only <laughs> present I wanted. Speaking of video games, let's talk about some Animal Crossing. Uh, we're going to jump off this episode with our community questions per usual. And as always, we want to take some time to thank all of our Patreon people at the Nintendo Dads for sharing their views and questions with us on the awesome community that we have over at Discord on Twitter and all the social medias on Instagram. And you can jump in on our discord for only a dollar a month over at patreon.com search for Nintendo dads and jump in there. So the first uh, topic, a community topic we have comes from Jason Frosticles and Blurpy. And that is our little Daisy May hack that we came across yesterday. I think Nick, you experienced this, right? Yeah, I did. I, um, so, you know, Daisy May comes Sunday, 5 a.m. to noon. Everybody knows that. That's played from the beginning of Animal Crossing. And so, uh, right before, right before church, I hopped on, I got my turnips like I always do. And then I, I left and, or I just quick closed the, the switch. And then it's 1.45, I believe, in the, uh, in the game time. I turn it back on. I, I find the money tree. I take 
I take the, um, and there's a little 30 second switch clip like you can capture with the switch on our Twitter if you, if you wanna see this. So I capture a money tree, I do some other stuff, I run down to the thing and there's Daisy May and I'm like, oh, okay. And so I thought, well, that she shouldn't be here. But then I thought, well, maybe she's here. And I just never noticed that she stays afternoon, but you can't actually buy turnips. But nope, I went up to her. I talked to her. I bought a batch of turnips just as a test. And that was that. Um, so, yeah. And so I immediately posted that onto, uh, onto our Twitter and sent it to our awesome Discord community, which we were talking about. And uh, got a couple of answers. One on Twitter said that, that if you quick close your switch... Um, this can happen, but if you don't go into your, if you don't go into a building when you turn it back on and you're in a proximity, I guess. So I don't know. I'd never had it happen before. I thought it was crazy weird. Well, I've, I've experienced where like I'll play a little bit in the morning and then like quick, quick turn off my switch and then, you know, to go throughout my day and not turn it on again until like 11 PM or something. And so, you know, I was just outside and maybe like one or two of my villagers were in that were around me. I turned my switch back on and they're in the exact same position they were in. They, and then usually what they do is they'll like change outfits real quick. They'll be like, Oh, this is happening now. I'm going to change outfits and then they'll go do something, you know, but they don't move while the switch is off. They're mm -hmm. kind of stuck because that's where your character is in like their line of sight. So it makes sense, but it's just kind of a very interesting, like, like if, if I have like five minutes on the crapper to go play Animal Crossing on Sunday morning, because usually in the weekends I don't get to play very much video games. My, all my video game time happens during the week. Um, and that's a nice little hack because then I can go back later at 10 p.m. and be like, oh, now I can buy my turnips or whatever, you know? Um, right. Now, if you wait till the next day, then it'll automatically go to yeah. is Isabel's welcome and you won't get to do anything. So yeah. you have to do it that day. Yeah, for sure. I thought, is there no time with that then? Because last night I went across to my wife's island and Leaf was there. And it was, literally, I, I got on the island at 5 to 10 p.m. And by the time I got to Leaf and found where he was, um, well, found a residential services, he said, that, oh, my shop's closed. So Who? did she not? It's like, Leaf. Oh. He, he, yeah, my surprise as well. He was still there. Normally, if they close shop, they've just disappeared. But he was. Well, there's still a difference between. There's a difference between. And we're going to get into this later. There's a difference between the characters that walk around and the characters that set up shop and like are yeah. in one place. You know. But, but you but went to your I'm... you went to your wife's island. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So that would have reset the island. So it would have looked at the time and reset the characters whereas in, right. in in my case i just open up the switch from a quick close and i don't think it had time to realize and i don't know how it does it according like i said according to the one twitter user it was when you go into buildings it'll kind of reset stuff and when you come out and so since i didn't do that um and i haven't tested this again so i so this is all just um conjecture so a little bit th the only reason why i ask that is if i don't wrap up like I last night, if I go, I went to bed last night, and if I didn't wrap up and save, if I just put the switch in sleep mode and stuck it in the dock, and then I open it up, and it's gone five a.m., it will automatically say, "Oh, it's a new day." Right. That's if you go to the next day. Yeah, but it's yeah. still only it's still waking it up from a from a sleep mode. Mm -hmm. So, or 
shutting it off the quick close um, because it re- registers the time straight away. As soon as you open it up, you get that little blue swirl in the top right-hand corner, which says it's communicating and stuff like that. So it, I'm, I'm surprised that she was still there. If at noon is when she disappears, uh, even from a opening it up from it being asleep, mm. um, that it didn't register the timestamp and she just sort of like didn't allow you to buy turnips. Mm. It's it's brilliant. It's good. It's great because <laughs> it yeah. means that we might have to do a little yeah. bit of more experimentation with it to see how far we can push it. You know. Uh, yeah, I think I think it is a glitch. I mean, I really do. I th- because I think that like you were saying with leaf in most of those cases when you when you enter dialogue with that character it seems like the the program does a check on the time and so you would think like when i went up and talked to daisy may even if she was still there she would be it would do a check on the time and be like oh i should get going sorry i can't sell anymore because i need to get back to grandma or you know whatever um so i do think that it's probably something that'll be patched out at some point i mean it's not it's not a huge deal i don't think for nintendo right now but um but yeah i don't think it's supposed to be there i think like in most cases where when you talk to somebody and it's past time they just the the program's not doing that check on the time that being said it is a little silly that she leaves at noon there are multiple times where i've been like oh it's eleven thirty, crap and i gotta go grab my switch real quick i just just stay all day you're welcome you're welcome to stay daisy may see the uk um, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool being five hours ahead of everybody that's on the discord because if like my price is rubbish i could be like i'll risk i'll risk not buying them in. <laughs> because i know one someday i'll wake up like john had 91 this week didn't he so as i like i kicked myself a little bit because i thought ah, oh, 110 is not too bad i'm not gonna need to make as much money as i was before so that's not too bad so um i thought i won't wait as much luckily i dropped on and some one of my friends in the uk had it for 91 oh, sweet. um but like yeah he posted in the discord and i was like oh yeah i've got 91 i was like if i hadn't had that friend at the bot at 110 well I great totally let's move agree. on Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. I was going to say, I totally agree about Daisy May. I mean, it doesn't make sense why they do that. And it makes it really difficult for a lot of people, including our one and only Marty, um, because, you know, he's a youth bastard. He's got all kinds of stuff to do Sunday morning. So it's yeah. like, well, why why can't you? Like, why can't you? So, yeah. 5 a.m. to noon. That's, that's what you got. So maybe they'll change it later, depending on what, you know, how far they want to push their changes. So our next community question comes from our own Tim... Tim A from the your fellow Michiganian. That's Michi- thank Michi- you, Michiganian. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Thank you for calling him a Michiganian. I've actually never, I've actually never been to Michi- Michigan. I've been to Minnesota, but I've never been to Michigan. So that's how I. It's an easy difference for me to be able to tell. I don't know. Some people in the world don't, you know, can't pronounce words or whatever. Anywho, let's uh, let's. G- let's uh, go on to Tim's question. Tim wanted to talk a little bit about the Polygon article that was, uh, that was released today or yesterday talking about um, some pretty, some pretty uh, heavy hitters in the animal crossing community with a lot of time on their islands are starting over, just scrapping the whole thing, starting from scratch, starting a brand new Island on their switch and why Um, I read the article, uh, top to bottom, read it thoroughly, 
just kind of wanted to get a good idea of what they were talking about and, and who they're, who they're featuring. Cause they featured four or five different, different um, people um, who had had like over 300 hours in this game. And they were, they were doing amazing things with their terraforming and the, the like two or three reasons that they, that they said they restarted. It was either, it was either they were, they were just like bored. They were like, I ran out of things to do. I don't want to terraform anymore. It's frustrating. Like I like, I liked it better when I didn't have to rush through the game to try to compete with everybody. Um, you know, I see other people's amazing stuff on Twitter or on Instagram and I want, and I just don't want to like try to compete with that anymore. So I'm just going to scratch it all and start from start over. Those are the like most compelling reasons in the article that I saw to start over. Uh, and it all kind of had to do with like, you know, when you start, when you start a game, there's kind of this hive hive mentality around it where it's like, Oh, you got to be part of the community. So you have, you know, you're having your experience with the game. You can share with others at the same time. It's like part of the pull to buy a game at launch, right? You want to be part of the conversation online. And once that's over, or once you feel that you've said all you can say, the like meat and potatoes there, the opinion is that the meat and potatoes of animal crossing happens in the first half, like the first part of it. So like they go back to experience that again with a totally new Island. Um, and I could see, I could see that, but I'm also kind of in the camp of like, like I, I, you know, you guys know me, I'm not, I'm not out here to like compete with anybody, even though I did, even though I did win monthly mayhem. Three times. <laughs> I'm not out here to like impress anybody with my Island. I'm out here to do stuff that I think is cool for my own enjoyment. Um, with respect to the fact that we're part of a community and, you know, we want to like help each other and be there for each other and show off to them. Um, so yeah, so I guess my situation's a little different. I wanted to get y'all's takes on that. Would you, would you, do you feel like you would ever scrap everything and restart and why, like what would make you do that? Also just your general thought on the article of, um, as, as I've, as I've summed it up for you. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start it again. Um, just because it's, it's the island getaway. So you, to me, can you take that opportunity twice? So basically playing it with, with that mindset and plus we've been able to terraform, you can change your island exactly how you want. I'm just quickly scanning the um, the article myself, and a lot of it seems that it's people that are feeling too much pressure to keep up with the Kardashians, as to speak. Right. Um, so, no, it's I don't know. It might be just that people are feeling a lot of pressure with the pandemic and being locked in and trying to find things to occupy their mind and they're wanting to try and keep it with other people and the same ideas that are really nice that they want to try and replicate and they can't. But I would not for the life of me start all over again because all that time period to try and get to the terraforming, I was tr trying to put it off. And as soon as I got to it and I did it, I was like, this is amazing. Why was I, like, why didn't I rush to this? So 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I think that, I think that, um, it's almost like you sort of have to choose to, to choose to not get into like a jealousy mentality when you see other people's stuff and to be like, that's really cool. Like they probably time traveled to do some of what they're doing, but it is still really cool and pretty to look at. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had one of the, one of his fans from the Instagram, she called Lucy. Um, she messaged on the dad crossing Instagram page and asked about a few bits and pieces regarding capturing bugs and stuff like that. And then they got chatting and she wanted to come across and had a look at the Island for inspiration. So it, in that sense, I wouldn't want to start all over again because I wouldn't be able to offer that to people if they wanted to come and have a look. Right. Um, yeah. Right now we're I mean, in a really good position to be able right, to help our community. Yeah. I mean, have you been across the Jason's Island recently? No, I haven't like, been like out I there. Says he hasn't got an eye for terraforming, but well, the next time you get the opportunity, he says he hasn't got an eye for terraforming, but the, the work he's done on his museum entrance is amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like he made me jealous. I turned up and he's got like all these different things stood in different bits of water. And I was like, wow, I literally just put a fountain in front of mine and call it done. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nick, what, do you, what's, what are your thoughts? Would you... Would you start from scratch ever? Why? What would make you do that? And also your thoughts on the article. Um, I would, um, but not until I had, I mean, it would be a year or two down the road after I had pretty much completed everything. And if I did that, I would just totally have fun with it. Like, like right now I'm a no time travel under any condition, wouldn't do anything. I would just, if I, if I felt the urge to play animal crossing again, and I didn't want to live in that same town cause I'd done everything, I would just break it. I would time travel the heck out of it and just have a ton of fun. And probably I have seen on Twitter, somebody found a way to make star fragment trees. This is not anything you can actually do in the game. Okay. So let me just tell you that right now, this is not something that you can do. There's a whole bunch of ways to break it. And I would just have a lot of fun with it. I would just break it and not worry about if my town got crashed. Yeah. That um, was a hack, wasn't it? Somebody yeah. literally had to hack the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, if I, so if I did it again and uh, that's what I would do, I just have a ton of fun with it. Um, but I do, I do want to say about the, it can be difficult. Like, I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. We run this podcast and I'm on Twitter quite a bit posting stuff. And sometimes you post something you think is amazingly cool. And then you see somebody else and you're like, How, why didn't I do that? that? That's amazing. So, you know, really just you do you, whatever is your thing. Um, great. If your thing is the beginning part of animal crossing and you want to see how many different ways you can do it, then restart it 10 times. Who cares? Um, for me, like I'm, I'm happy with catching bugs now. I kind of am glad to be, I'm almost in the spot now where I'm like, okay, my Island's where I want it to be. Maybe every once in a while I'll just rip up a, uh, a section of it and do something new. But for the most part, like I'm just going to start doing pixel art stuff and making sure I do my dailies to get my bugs and all that stuff. Um, and I'm kind of happy with that. But as I always say, it's almost every time we're on this podcast, you do you in Animal Crossing. Whatever makes you happy, do it. That's what it's all yeah. about. You do you. That's that's really the thing, right? It's, it's such a personal experience because you can do so much. And um, I'm, I am... 
I don't have the hours you guys have. I'm at like 115 hours. So there are sections of my island that are just untouched, like completely still. Um, and I started to do a bit of terraforming and I have some plans. We could talk more about that later in the episode. We're going to talk about our, um, our island tours that we're planning for this week and next week. But yeah, I mean, uh, again, like to pre- preface all this by saying you do you, um, but maybe, maybe just hitting the, the nuke on your island isn't like the first option, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it would be really hard for me to do that right now. Like I, just, I put so much love into what I made that I, I would be like, oh my gosh, all of that is gone now. And that makes me really kind of scared for my save file, but still. Um, that's a hard nope for me on, on restarting. I'm kind of with you, Nick, like maybe in a year or two when I'm not playing anymore and I want to like a fresh experience, um, you know, but, but that's, that's that. So Tim yeah. I mean, and, oh, sorry, go ahead, Sean. Yeah. It just, again, it's hitting the people's state of mind is the animal crossing is the destruction for me. So playing it for a little bit every day even if it's on my own or me and the wife will sit down and we'll do our dailies together it's kind of like a distraction from everything that's going off around us so when you say you do your animal crossing for me is a really good mental state adjustment every yeah. day it's that if the, like the, the kids are having their breakfast i'll be like sat on the kitchen floor I do a lot of sitting on the kitchen floor in this house um, I'll be sat on the kitchen floor I'll be doing a few of my dailies while they're having the breakfast so right, the kids will be playing downstairs I'll pick the wife switch up and we'll go upstairs and we'll sit in the bed together and do his dailies and things like that it, I, I don't think I'd ever want it to be a bad thing that I'm worried about the my island and if it looks as good as somebody else's because then I'd probably it's something else to stress about so but yeah right uh, Thanks, Tim, for that. It's actually given us quite a bit to talk about and is quite interesting. Yeah, that's great. And thanks to Jason and uh, Blurpy as well uh, for chiming in and giving us some discussion topics. If you want to hear us talk about something Animal Crossing related or just whatever, we've got, we are um, at Endad Crossing on Twitter. You can also jump in on the Discord through Patreon and on Instagram, which is the same at and Dad's Crossing, right, 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 John? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's jump into some of our segments here. We've got just a couple things to talk about. The first thing we're going to jump into is island tours. We are planning to do um, the Dad Crossing crew is going to do island tours, and whether we're halfway through a project or not this is the time that we decided we're going to do it that's about where i'm at i'm halfway through two projects <laughs> you guys are going to see some under construction stuff and i'll be able to talk about that on stream so we're going to be launching three videos one for each of our islands this week and next week and you can just watch our twitter or instagram or our youtube to see when those are going to pop up um, but what i wanted to ask you guys is is um, what can we expect when we come and visit your island? Just like a brief overview. What kind of, are you looking for any kind of theme? Is there anything that you're particularly proud of that you can't wait to show off? Um, Sean, let's start with you. What's something on your island that you're just really proud of? Cannot wait to show off to the community. Um, 
my flower collection for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I am still, I'm chasing the gold rose. Uh, I can't believe that my wife got it without even trying. I gave her, I gave her one black rose when I first got my first one and that one black one sprouted another black one and then she just left it and then those two black ones sprouted a gold one after I watered them with my golden can that I got from Nick and I was like I went to her island and it's just this gold flower outside the house I was like, when did you get that she was like oh it popped up yesterday and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah don't hate me um, Blurpy Blurpy gave me the a potted um, golden rose and I planted it I didn't do any work to deserve it so that's <laughs> yeah I was sitting next to it on our island last night with a shovel. I was thinking, I could just dig it. If I dig it, plant it, I can claim it. But no, no, I will do it properly. So hopefully today when I switch it on, she came and watered them for me last night. So fingers crossed. Um, But yeah, my flower collection, basically just how neat and tidy I've made the island. And then there's a few little spots, which I don't want to spoil by saying them, but there's a few little spots that I think are quite uh, quaint on my island that I'm quite happy to show off but I'll be doing mine evening time so because I think there's a couple of places on the island that look really good on an, um, as the sun's setting rather than in the middle of the day and I am going to try and play around with the video editing drop little bits of funny bits and pieces in there so awesome yeah it's, it's an opportunity for me to post product a little bit and play around with that so I'll be looking forward to it yeah, definitely. I, I don't think I've seen, a, I've only seen very little bit of your island so far, Sean. So I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what, what you've created out there. Um, Nick, what about you? Anything on your island you're super proud of, can't wait to show off, or just a theme that you're going for that people can look forward to? Uh, probably the thing I'm most proud of that I, I just kind of spur of the moment hit me one day that that would be fun to do. I made what started as a football field, but ended up as a soccer field just because they had the goals. So the Mackinac Monsters Soccer Stadium, because it's not just a field, it's a whole stadium, That's great. Um, is probably the thing that I'm most proud of that I did. Um, there's a lot of little bits and bobs and pieces of the island that I really like, but uh, that's probably the thing I'm most proud of. So I'll be, I'll be really excited to show the community that. Awesome. We got a little bit of a glimpse of that when we did our, um, our Nintendo Dads crossover podcast last week. Yep. Um, very, very impressive. That's going to be really cool. So, um, so the thing that won me monthly mayhem, it's number four, uh, <laughs> is the pirate ship uh, yacht that I built for myself. And I've been doing a lot of work with the simple panel that you showed me. You can do a lot of customization with that. So I've got some wood paneling that goes on the side of my house, all along the side of the boat. So I'm working on how to make that work um, to make it look more authentic and not just have dirt on the side, which is what's, what's typical when you terraform. So I'm, I'm going to finish that up and make it look really, really nice for when everybody comes out. And um, I'm also working on, and I don't really have the idea quite formed yet, but I'm also working on like a treasure hunt puzzle type area to kind of coincide with the whole pirate theme. So I, I laid down a ton of sand in like the entire upper upper left corner of my island just to kind of prep everything, flattened it out, got rid of all the trees. And I'm kind of working out like, how is it going to work? What's the, what are the puzzle elements going to be? How are you going to solve it? How is it going to reset? All those things. So 
kind of mulling that over right now. It probably won't be done by the time I make my video, but I'll at least have the, the skeleton of it you guys can look at. Um, the other thing I tried to do, which I thought was cool, was a while ago I saw somebody do like a very a very dense wooded area. Like they planted tons and tons of trees. There are weeds all over the ground and like random flowers. And it ended up looking really, really cool. Like laying, like logs laying down, just a very dense wooded area. And I have kind of a path that weaves through it um, with, the, with the, uh, the, the campsite there. So looking forward to showing that off as well. And a couple other little things that I think are really cool. Um, no spoilers on that. So, uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, you guys. Whenever you guys are ready to post those, we'll, we'll throw that up on Twitter and our YouTube. So make sure you're following us there to see, see our little island tours. They're not going to be super long videos. We're going to try to make them relatively short because um, the internet likes short videos. But that is that. And then the other segment we have for today, Nick, you just wrote this in here. It says the economy of gold nuggets. Yeah, I, it's something that, so last, last podcast, I said that I am chasing the, uh, the golden tools and then the five stars, which, so I got my five stars from an island, got my gold watering can, which was great. And, uh, so we have a gold slingshot now. Um, Sean has gone crazy on flimsy axes apparently. And, uh, we, we now have the, uh, gold axe. I don't particularly have the DIY, but Sean got the DIY, gave me one. And, uh, the problem is, I don't want to say it's a problem, but gold tools still break. And actually relatively quicker than I assumed that they would, quite frankly. To the point to where there is no way that you could keep um, crafting gold tools and not, at least from what I have noticed, and not run out of gold nuggets. I mean, I, I, I whack on the, the six rocks that I get that I have every single day. And I don't know, I, I've probably gotten 18 gold nuggets. And if, if I continually craft gold tools, I will run out of nuggets. And so I just don't know like if there's a way, if those tools need to last longer or something, or maybe you're not supposed to always have gold tools. So I don't know, it just interested me that that's how it currently was. And I'm not certain if, it's a, if there's an economy problem when it comes to how many you get or how long the tools last, or if that's what Nintendo was thinking. So have you noticed that, Sean? I mean, what do you think? You get, you have a decent bit of the gold tools. Um, I've, I think I've spent more gold nuggets making gold tools for people because I tend to like every time I disappear off to somebody's island, um, as a thanks for having me over, I'll drop a golden tool, depending on what they, they're doing a lot of. So um, one of my friends the other day um, doing a lot with flowers. So when I went over, I'd made a gold watering can dropped it off and came back sort of thing um but i've still got like nine or ten gold nuggets if you do a lot of mystery tours mystery tours are more likely to get your golden nuggets it's a higher percentage of you actually knocking that from a rock than just on your own island so if you do feel like you're getting really low it's probably worth firing off a couple of miles tickets and disappearing for a bit yeah, I used to um, do one a day and I stopped doing that. So I should probably get back to that. But yeah, I I did find when I gave the golden axe to you guys, Dan did ask the question of what does it do? Does it do anything different? Yeah, <laughs> that's like, no, I'm just... literally Googling that right now and nobody has the answer to what they do. 
No, it's just just shiny. It's a shiny gold axe. It looks okay. good if you're all in iron armor. I've got the full iron armor suit, and if you stand there with a golden axe with all the iron armor, it's quite cool. <laughs> but I know in previous in previous versions of the game um, that golden tools were unbreakable, and I found that while googling the the endurance life of them. So, like the golden axe will last you for two hundred chops. But in previous versions of Animal Crossing, Golden Tools were unbreakable. That was it. Once you'd done that, they were just yeah. So rather, if I don't, I think Nintendo have done it on purpose because if you could get a tool that didn't break, why do you need the crafting element of the game? Right. So it kind of pushes you into constantly having to craft more tools. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of a it's kind of a, a an, an unfortunate side effect to having to having the crafting mechanic, which I love. I love the crafting mechanic, but yeah, you you are a little forced into using it. Yeah, and I'd be okay with that as long as I could know that. I guess I just need to. I'll need I'll need to go on some mystery tours and see how much that ups my um, my gold nuggets. Um, because yeah, I. I still think you should be able to have enough gold nuggets to at least continually craft gold tools. I mean, you were given the, the recipe. So, but I'm, I'm good with it. It's like, it's not, I'm not like, bah, it's not the end of the world. I just thought yeah. it was interesting. I average like a gold nugget every other day, maybe less, maybe a little less often than that. If I think I'm I mean, thinking about how many I've gotten so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I read somewhere that when it comes to fishing on your own island or on somebody else's, if you carry a Nook Miles ticket in your pocket, it increases the chance of you catching the rare fish. fish. So I haven't I found like that. that. I have Nook Miles tickets with me all the time, and all I catch are freaking carp and sea bass. <laughs> so that's that's a bunch of bull crap as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's just... I don't know. I think, I, I, anything to try and get those rare fish. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think if anything, fishing on somebody else's island does increase the chance. At least that's at least that's what I've seen with my son because he pulls giant <laughs> trevilles out of my dock like nobody's business, and I have yet to get one. So he's he's pulled three out of my. Is that, yeah, is that why three. you close your switch? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There's that too. We can talk about that too. Um, I did, it was not on purpose, and I felt like a total jerk. So, uh, so just what John is referencing, my son pulled a mahi mahi out of uh, my island, and then my wife said she needed help with something, and so I, without thinking about the fact that my son was on my island and had just got this fish, uh, quick closed my switch, which anybody who knows that kills your internet connection and uh, basically you just get booted back to your own island. And if, if, if what you have done has happened recent enough, you will lose that part of it. And so my son had just caught the fish, and so it was, that was lost. It was not saved yet, and so I felt like a jerk. Brutal, man. Yeah, it was. Brutal. All right, so let's open to a couple of uh, how-tos. We just have one this week, one very specific one that's pretty useful, actually. Um, I found this little chart on Reddit, and what it does is it goes over when specific merchants and animals will show up on your island. We're talking about everybody from Sahara to Label to Gulliver you know, KK Slider, Daisy May, Celeste, and the ghost, whatever his name is, forget his name. Wisp. 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 Wispo. Um, so 
I'm just going to go over what it says and hopefully you can kind of get a visual in your brain because the chart's really useful. Maybe we can just repost this on our Instagram or something, Sean, um, so people can, can take a look at it. Um, guaranteed once each week is uh, Sahara, Leaf, and Kicks. They're guaranteed once each week. So you will always get them once a week. Obviously, KK Slider on Saturday, Daisy May on Sunday, and then uh, Red, Leaf, Gulliver, Fish Boy, and Bug Lizard Man. CJ and Flick. That's the one. They're in your town. The two of those five will visit your town each week, and which two is random. But the three that do not show up on your town have a higher probability of showing up the following week. So, um, so we were just having a conversation off stream about how, how infrequently we see red. Well, yeah, because he's competing for slots against four other creatures when only two of them can show up on a given week. So it's not surprising. We all kind of wish he showed up more often. Um, and then Celeste obviously shows up during shooting stars or meteor showers and, Wisp can visit any night after 8 p.m., even on nights Celeste is there. So Wisp is just kind of on his own on his own clock. Um, thoughts on this, guys? Anything that you find interesting or particularly cl- brings a little bit of clarity, or what do you think? I I, I think it's brilliant. It's a really good find. So well yeah. done finding that. Um, awesome. <clears throat> I'm hoping red. <laughs> shows up on mine this week if I'm looking at last week I had Gulliver CJ and yeah well yeah that was it Gulliver and CJ so I'm hoping that this week it'll be I've already had label so I'm hoping it's going to be red over flick because I don't have any pugs that I want to sell to flick at the moment so I would like some more out for the museum um, but yeah it's really it makes it, it clears it up on because I think a lot of people spend a lot of time going, oh, how come so-and-so hasn't turned up on my island? Yeah. So, Just out of utter like, wish, I wish they would flip red and either, well, I wish they'd flip red and leaf. That would be great. Like, like you know, leaf has come, leaf doesn't really need to be there every week, to be quite frank. I mean, so, well, first off, this is a good find. I mean, 100%. So it's great to know how Nintendo has done it. But just on like a what what changes I would love to have happen here, I would love to see red and leaf flipped because I don't need leaf on my island every week. Like it was great when he first came, bushes were just there. And I was like, I was buying them up like crazy. But now, like, if that flip could happen, there's a ton of painting spots in that, in that museum like i mean it is going to take forever to yeah. fill it up at this with this pattern of of visits literal years yeah no no doubt mm-hmm. yeah cool so yeah so we'll post that on probably just throw it up on twitter and instagram so you guys can check it out um, i found it on reddit and you can um yeah so it's a cool little infographic to keep on your phone to just to glance at when you need a reminder So um, this is the point of the show where we're going to jump into just a little bit of a spoilery conversation about Museum Day. If you have not experienced Museum Day and you want to stay spoiler-free, um, you know what? We really appreciate you listening. Make sure you check us out on all the 
all of the socials and consider that Patreon sub as well. Um, so here we go into International Museum Day. Um, quite frankly, a little underwhelming so far. I kind of was hoping for some something deeper, something cooler, but collecting three stamps at each of the, the bug and the fish and the fossil area, like I, mean, I did it in like four minutes and I was done and I got golden plaques and I don't, I just put them in storage because I don't know what to do with them right now. So um, yeah, so that's just kind of where I'm at with that. What do you guys think? Um, I'm the same. It was over very quickly. I did like that it forces people to walk around their entire museum because that place hats off to Nintendo and the producers of the game because they've done a really good job of making that museum really quite a beautiful thing to walk around. For sure. Um, I'd be interested to see, is it a multi-day event between yesterday for me and the 21st, I believe, the 18th to the 21st? You think it might be a daily event? Like what other prize is he going to give you? I don't know. That's that's the interesting part of it. What prizes can you get? I've got the gold plaques. I've put them in my basement because that's where I put everything that I don't know what to do with, but I want it on the wall. <laughs> so, Just like in real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was very short and sweet. I did like that it made you walk around the entire of your museum. Um, I did like that they've actually named the areas. So I don't know for you guys but my like bugs that hide was one of the stamp counters that i got um yeah I, it could have been done differently there could have been a better mini game theme to it where you had to maybe answer questions about the bugs to earn your stamps. So you had to maybe have listened to what Blavers has got to say about it, which then had tied in the dialogue that comes up every time you give some, uh, give him a bug as, you know, can I tell you some fa- facts about this? And I think most people probably go, no, I'm too busy for that. <laughs> I've got more fish to catch or I need to do this. or just give me my fossils because if I ain't going to be able to donate them, I just want to sell them. See you later. Bye. Um, so it made people have to read about them and maybe ask him questions so then they could answer the questions. But then would people have done it all? It's one of those. Right. And I kind of wonder, like, like, I guess it makes sense that they didn't make it some long, elaborate, drawn-out thing because they kind of want everyone to be able to experience it, you know? Um, but all the other events we've had, you know, like with bunny day, you had to collect all of the DIY pieces to get the, what was like the big prize at the end of bunny day? The wand. Yeah. Wand. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And then fishing day, fishing, the fishing tournament or whatever day. I mean, you got tons of tons of different fish related, you know, paraphernalia for your house. And then here you just get like a couple plaques that aren't really useful or they don't really go with any aesthetic. So it's kind of like, what do you do with these? I don't know. I would have liked to see something a little more robust, like with the fishing tournament or bunny day, but I guess they can't all be winners. huh? Yeah. I, um, well, the problem is we are, we are talking about the same 
like the same kind of issue that we were talking about with Mayday, where it's like, well, you know, we wish it would have lasted longer, right? Like they, they did this thing about talking about all these events, and I was pretty excited about all these events, but really come to find out, like, we'll see what this wedding, this June wedding event that's coming up uh, at the end, well, in June, um, is going to be. But like Bunny Day was the only real, like, extravagant event that we have had so far um these other things have been very small and little pieces um so it was fun um i will be interested to see what to see what other things hold and what there what there is they definitely wanted to get other people to see the museum and i think that's what you were saying sean i think that's true i go on twitter and i hear people talk about i just walk through the museum to be honest i don't walk through the museum i don't do anything like that it's a beautiful thing that they have done i completely agree i don't walk through it i go in i give my fossils to blathers i walk out so i i can totally see what nintendo was trying to do with what they did and i i appreciate that yeah, definitely. Um, and so, Sean, Sean, you made a couple of interesting discoveries uh, with your wife. Why don't you talk a minute about that? Um, so, yeah, the, there's lots of little spots inside the museum, especially in the fossil exhibit um, that trigger different views. So if you walk into – you walk through – the first part of the fossil exhibit and you walk past the non-vertebrae and the vertebrae sections, um, which we discovered, I believe, don't hold me to this, it could just be that uh, it's not something I didn't notice before. But once you've finished your fossil collection, all the little patterns on the floor start to glow and have little stars that run up and down them. But then also if you walk into the next exhibit where the Diplosaurus is and the T-Rex, everything out. There's blue. There's a blue spot on the floor, and I think I've mentioned this before. You stand on that spot, and it expands the view of the room, so you can see the meteor in the sky. But if you go upstairs, and um, before you head into the upstairs, before you head through the doorway, there's like a blue semicircle at the top of the stairs. If you stand in there, it again expands the view, so it's a really good little photo opportunity. Um. But then once you get into the extinct area, which is the area with a glass screen at the back and there's lots of little silhouettes of islanders, um, she discovered this on a information page, mashable.com, um, that if you can time it right and you're in there with an islander that matches one of the silhouettes, it unlocks a small amount of dialogue specific to the islander that talks about their past and the where which prehistoric creature they may have come from. So, yeah, it's just a nice little, I won't call it an, an Easter egg, but it's just a nice little addition, again, to an already very good museum area. I, I thought they, they seem to have done quite a lot of hard work with that. Um, that is really cool. I'm definitely going to have to try that. I'm going to have to try that out. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to take Gwen and see uh, and see what she says about her past. Ah, uh, get to know her better. Do I want to know? You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing. Uh, well, how serious is this relationship? That's the real question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, one second. I um, so I looked this up on Animal Crossing World. Since we're in spoilers, uh, shout out to them. Um, but I'm going to read a little bit here. 
um, about the May Day tour event and subsequent days. So that uh, if you're if you're interested, here you go. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, so but it says, but what about the next days after the museum event? So there are 26 um, different spots that can appear throughout throughout the days. Unlike the unlike the May Day event earlier this month, the museum event doesn't just completely disappear. After you've done it once, it can be repeated on later days. When you speak to Blathers on a subsequent day during the event, he'll inform you that a stamp rally is being held again. However, the stamp stations listed on your stamp cards have changed and therefore the locations have changed. You'll need to visit, the locations you need to visit will change every day. That means you'll need to go hunting again and you can't simply repeat the exact same locations where you found stamp locations last time. On the bright side, on the bright side though, a single name station will always reappear in the same spot. So when you see the same name repeated, that means you know where you need to be. The bad news though, when you complete the stamp rally, this is really this really sucks. When you complete the stamp rally on subsequent days during the event, you will only receive duplicates of the exact same items you receive on the first day. There's simply no further unique rewards to get during International Museum Day. Why? <laughs> great, great question. <laughs> why do you, Why am I going to go through this? Unless those things are worth, now I want to go see how much I can sell them for. Oh, yeah. Like that's the only reason I can see to do it. If they're worth like 10,000 10, bells or something each, well, then I will certainly go around and do it and sell duplicates. I closed 100%. my game. I was going to do it right now, but I closed it. Um, yeah. Great. Well, good. Good, good, good. You know what, you guys, that that's, is there anything else y'all want to talk about? Cause that, that feels like a wrap to me for this episode. I'm good. Uh, awesome. What do you got, Sean? No, I think we've covered for, for the little we had in our doc this week, we've actually managed to, to give it some meat. So that was quite good. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that the island tours are going to be really fun. I can't wait to put those together and launch them out into the intersphere, internet, interland of the, the YouTube. Into onto the YouTubes. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, uh, and so look forward to that. And also, um, I'm hoping that we get another little content update for like what's going to happen this summer, you know, in by the end of May, early June whether it's like a video or just like a Twitter news drop or something about like, you know, here's things that are changing in the summer or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Because uh, we are mere week and a half, week and a half from a new month where we get new fish, new bugs, you know. Um, I don't know when like quote unquote summer season starts at Animal Crossing. I do it, not. If it's June or July. I think it's June, July, August, right? And then September starts uh, fall. Yes. Sure. Yeah, that sounds, sounds about great. right. Because then it's September, October, November, and then December, January, February for winter. So that makes sense. So, um, yeah. So the next time you talk to us, it will be June, and we will have the answer to that question. But until then, Nick, why don't you I'm gonna send, us, send out. us out? Dad, hey, we want to say thanks for you guys listening and for you guys jumping on our Instagram and for you guys jumping on YouTube and Twitter. That means a lot to us. You can find us at NDadCrossing. Uh, Dad Crossing is a part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can find new Nintendo Dads content wherever podcasts are found. If you have questions, just hit us up in one of those spots. 
for Dan Caparello, for Sean Abbott, for myself, Nick Metzger. Hope your village is sunny and your villagers are happy. Goodbye, folks. Keep it crispy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.